Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wally, Texas. Let's go on in and see what Charlie Mullen has to teach us today. He's our healer, right? He's our deliverer, right? So how come he's not our counselor? Is he? How come he's not our boss? Ah, we serve one all day long. Let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for what you've done for us, Father. Father, I ask that you trim us down, Father. Cut away everything that's not you, Father. Let us learn to live with you, Father. Father, let us live up to the example of disciples that you've called us to be, Father. Father, let us learn to study the disciples of old, Father, so that we can be as in touch with you as they were, Father. Father, I ask you to take us back to simple beginnings. Take us back to modesty, Father. Take us back to humility, Father. Take us back to knowing that the only way that we're going to make it through the next 15 minutes is because you say we can, Father. Father, I ask that you bless what this church is trying to do for you, Father. Father, I ask that you bless the offering that we're about to take up. Let it go out and be used to continue your work, Father. Father, but most of all, Father, inhabit us, Father. Occupy our spirits, Father, so that you are the only thing that flows through us, Father. And it's all this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all be seated. Praise God. Y'all be seated. You guys know I usually don't pick and choose one scripture here and there, but when a scripture comes out and completely just hits a home run, then I'm going to pick it out of there and I'm going to use it. If you want to go to Matthew 6, we're only going to be there for a second. But Matthew 6, verse 24. And in this case, in this particular passage, they're talking about money, but we're going to get into a little thing here. Matthew 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Would, I, would it be surprising to you if I told you that you can't serve God and anything else? It doesn't just have to be money. You can't serve. And guys, it, it, it amazes me that I've even had to have this discussion with some people. Your traditions? Guys, I, I, my ancestors are Irish. That means I read rune stones and drink whiskey and fight in bars, right? That's how I live my life because it's a family tradition. Sin is sin is sin is sin. And I'm going to tell you something, this is, this is what, and you can say, well, you know what, that's just the way we've always done things, and it's just a family thing, and we only do it for certain reasons. But putting anything before God or trying to enhance your God experience with worldly stuff, guys, that's sin. Guys, um, dream catchers, sage, crystals, horoscope. Hor reading your horoscope's not going to keep a demon away from y'all. Spirits, evil spirits are not afraid of sage. Hate to tell you that. 
God is the, what does it say right there? You cannot serve two masters. Make up your mind what you want to do. You want to look good for your family by upholding your family traditions, then uphold your family traditions. Don't expect a blessing from God. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got one hind in. I can't ride two. You know, I have, but see, I can't say that because I got two motorcycles. I have a wife. One of them belongs to the wife. One of them belongs to the wife. So to truly put God first, what do you have to do? To truly put God first, you have to really let go of worrying about what other people think of you. Because all you're going to do if you try to please man is upset the big man. Guys, I don't know about y'all, but my daddy used to have a saying that he told me all the time whenever I would be honry. He said, boy, I brought you into this world, and I'll take you out. You know, my dad liked to say that, but my God can do it. My God can take this man right here off this earth, put another one here just like him, and y'all would never know. He's got the power. I don't, I don't know anywhere it says he's ever done that, but you see what I'm saying? I am not worried about upsetting my earthly father because I don't follow a family tradition. I am going to worry about upsetting my heavenly father for not following what he said do. Now, everybody in here, I know whenever y'all were growing up, y'all were worried about what daddy thought or what mama. Man, we're going to get in trouble when we get home. How can you worry about what man thinks, but you won't worry about what God thinks? And I hate to tell you this, just because you're in a room by yourself with all the lights off, all that does is let the demons creep in the windows without you seeing them. Anytime, here's the thing. God calls us to be a sacrifice. But every time the altar gets warm, we jump off. Why? You say you want the blessings, Man, come on, I want a new house too. I want a little piece of land, and I want a little house on it. And guess what? Unless I get up and go to work every day, I ain't going to get, well, here's the thing. With a little bit of luck and a little bit of money and letting God do the rest of it, I'll get what, I, what my heart desires. And you know what? If I don't, it wasn't in the picture for me. But here's the thing. I will get up every day and go strive to make that almighty dollar so that I can afford, all my life when I was a kid, all I want to do is make enough money to get off the farm. Then I got off the farm, and now that I'm old, all I want to do is make enough money to move back to the country. But here's the thing. That's the least of my rewards. I need to be more concerned about the treasures that I have waiting on, not the piece of land I have waiting on me on earth, but the kingdom I have waiting on me in heaven. I'm worried about three or four acres down here and get upset when it doesn't come to me. Well, my father owns every hill in this world and every cow on that hill so i already technically have it so when y'all look out there and i'm standing back here on your piece of property fishing your stock tank i'm not trespassing my daddy owns this i don't know how well that's going to work as man's law but god gave me this a few minutes ago and i am and it really blew me away what am I without God? What's God without me? I don't have to worship God if I don't want to. 
It's not going to affect the kingdom one little bit. But if I want to be part of it, I got to get involved in it. And if I want a reason to worship God, then I need to serve God. Because in order, this is what a lot of people don't understand. That little drip, 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 drip that we all think is so great with the blessings that God is just kind of dripping out on us. Folks, he's standing up there with a tanker. And he wants to just dump it out on your head. But the problem is, is we're not ready for it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, like a young pro, what do you call it, a pro contract, little young football player, they're fixing to hand $25 million signing contract. Guys, he's getting in trouble. Most of the blessings my God would like to give to me right now that I'm not ready for are going to get me in trouble because I'm going to treat it with vanity. Look what I did. Look what I accomplished. But just, just in case this new house wasn't of God and God didn't give me this new house, I better call over some people who know how to burn sage and, right? No, I'm going to call some pipe-hitting Christians and we're going to anoint my house. And we're going to pray over my house. And we're not going to politely ask a demon not to like some smoke and run away. We're going to put the word of God on him. And then we're going to put the boot to him. And he's going to be gone. That is the only way that you're ever going to cleanse your house. I don't need to light something on fire. I don't need to plant something around my house. I don't need to worry about doing that kind of stuff. I need to learn how to do what I have been taught to do in all situations, and that is to call on the name of my Father. In the name of Jesus. That's the end of the fight, guys. I don't know whether you all know that or not. I don't say it because I believe it. I say it because that book right there says it, guys. A hundred and fifty times in that book, it tells you to put God first. What's it mean when it says something twice in the Bible? There are 365 times in the Bible where it tells you not to live in fear. One for every day, guys. What do you think about that? One for every day. So that means anybody out there who is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, I'm not supposed to have anything to do with, right? I, what, my favorite part that Christians get messed up is nowhere in this book right here does it say, hate the sin, love the sinner. People try to say it's biblical. No, it's not. It's not in there. My job is to show you love, but my job is to also let you know what you're doing wrong. That's called love. That's what love is about, is seeing something that can better the people around you and telling them that. Well, I'm almost through my notes. I actually use notes. Concentrate solely on God in all things instead of putting your fumblings in the game first. This is the bad part about it is I'll be sitting in church this morning and JR will be up here preaching and I'll be back there praying and I'll say, God, just give me something. Give me a word. And God says, yeah, y'all watch this. He ain't going to hear nothing. And he just starts shoveling. And I love it. Because I know that 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 I'm standing in my father's house, hearing my father's voice, and I'm going to preach my father's word. That's all I have to do in life. And if nothing else works out, 
as long as I'm doing what God told me to do, I'm going to be fine. Getting upset every night about what your boss is going to think about the job you did the day before, sometimes that getting upset and sometimes that turn into chemicals and sometimes that turn into other things that you think is going to make you be okay. Concentrate solely on God in all things. What do, I, what, what do you think it meant when it said before we put our fumblings in it first? How many times do we try and try and try and try and try to fix our marriage ourselves? Well, we went and saw a counselor, and she's got a degree in philosophy. Well, that's fine. Does she have a degree in Jesus? Because I don't know of anybody that if their marriage was really worth fixing and it was set upon by God, they couldn't make it work. But you, here we go. I know I'm the master of cliches, but all you have to do is what? God never intended for you to struggle with your wife. God never intended you to get upset with your husband. God never intended, guys, he didn't even really put Adam and Eve on this earth to do work on the earth. He put them there so he would have somebody to commune with. Your job as a human being on this earth from day one was to have a relationship with our God. And that's it. Period. Here's your food. Here's your water. Here's your animals. You don't have to worry about another thing, but be right here every evening, 8 o'clock, so I can talk with you. And don't eat that. That was all they had. Do you know how mad I am at Adam? Those of you that know me know me why know why I'm mad at Adam. Adam didn't have to wear pants. And then he got in trouble with God, and now to this day I have to wear pants. If for no other reason than that. I'm going to serve God, so maybe I'll have an opportunity to not have to wear blue jeans. Because I hear in heaven, I'm going to get a nice pretty robe that's kind of loose-fitting and probably pretty comfortable. You see what I'm saying? My thing is, is I like, my thing exactly is Adam was going to go put his stuff in there first before God did. When God said, why would y'all do that? He said, I didn't. That woman you gave me did it. <laughs> Gentlemen, if Adam had been doing his job and stomping on the head of a serpent that was talking to, her husband, talking to his wife, then we wouldn't be in the situation he's in today. If the Israelites had done what God said to do and cleaned the land of everything, man, think about what the world would look like right now. Think about it. There wouldn't ever have been an American trapped in Afghanistan. We're allies with Israel, right? Israel would never have been at war because Israel would have had everything. But here's the thing. They put their compromise into what God wanted, and how did it work out for them? How many years they've been at war? From one tribe, they let slide, and they took themselves right out of God's favor. It don't take much, but it wouldn't have taken much for them to get back in God's favor either. And they refuse to do it. It's because we're hard-headed and we're stubborn and we like our flesh. 
If, we, if that wasn't the truth, then why in the Bible does it say, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but He lives within me? Our flesh shouldn't matter. The wants and needs of our flesh shouldn't matter. I know lots of people in this room that have kicked habits, kicked tempers. Guys, I serve a God of suddenlies. One-step programs, love them. And I can tell you this right here. You need something that looks like a higher power to go to? There's that altar right there. Lay it down. And I'm going to ask you a question. How many people in this room have ever been sick to their stomach? How many people in this room go back to the toilet two hours later and put their finger in it and play in it? No? Y'all don't do that? Then why when God relieves you of something do you go back to it? You're playing with your puke. You're playing with your waste. I mean, guys, I'm, I'm sorry for being blunt, but I don't know what other way to be. Well, yeah, I guess it kind of does. Dog goes back to its vomit. Quit being dogs. It's not that hard to do. Because it's not that hard to figure out what God wants. It's simple. Look around you and give it to him. Look inside you and give it to him. Take your problem and give it to him. Take your wife and give it to him. Take your kids and give it to him. Take your house and give it to him. Take your car and give it to him. I'm not meaning give it away, guys. I'm meaning let God rule over everything that you can touch, smell, see, feel, argue with. Honey, love you. I know she's perfect. God made her. My flesh may not always agree with her flesh, but our spirits are always right there. You understand what I'm telling you? It's not that hard. It's not that hard to figure out. The problem is, is you have to learn how to let go of your flesh and let your flesh die. But let me tell you something, and I'm just going to go right ahead and ask because I don't think anybody in this room is ashamed of it. How many people in here ever been addicted? Woo, you know that feeling? That burning, that itching, your blood's boiling, you can't get enough. Let me tell you what being hooked on the Holy Spirit's like. When your flesh doesn't matter anymore because your Holy Spirit has your flesh hooked on this feeling that I'm getting right now. Come on, man. You don't know what high is until God lays his hands upon you. See, that's the reason why they call it high, because my Father lifts me up. And he puts me where I need to be. And he puts me on top of my enemies so that when I come down, everything about me that is wrong is beneath my feet. And all I have to do is stay there. See, here comes the problem. Things start going good and we think, man, we don't have to go to church. Man, things have been going real good. We don't have to go to church this Sunday. I don't have to go talk to that counselor this week. I've been feeling real good all week long, man. I think it's about time I get away from all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. The reason why you feel good about God is because you're spending time with God. The reason why you feel good about church is because you've been spending time in church. The reason why you feel like you're being lifted up by the Holy Spirit is because you are. 
Guys, you don't serve a God that's hard to get to. How many times did he pick Peter up? If Peter couldn't make Jesus smack him, I can't. I used to say, man, I am the baddest man that ever walked the face of the earth, and Jesus would never, ever want to have something to do with me. And my grandpa said, well, I don't know if you know it or not, but one of Jesus' disciples cut a man's ear off in front of Jesus. (laughs) Tell me about this man. I want to know a little bit about him. And I make fun of it all the time because you know good and well Jesus went, Peter, i got to put that back on. Then after they arrested him, I'm sure he looked over there after Peter denied him three times. In the same day, cut a man's ear off. Jesus had to do surgery right there before you. Guys, come on. The cops come to arrest you, and your best friend runs over and cuts off the ear of the judge that came with him. What do you think your trial's going to look like? But you run over and sew the guy's ear back on real quick. And then the guy that you did that for denies you three times before the sun comes up. If this guy can, can be used by God the way he was used by God, man, we got it made. Yeah. He denied Christ three times, cut a man's ear off in front of somebody, decided he wasn't going to be a disciple anymore, and went back fishing, which is what we do when things aren't going our way. What I've got going right now with God seems like it's a little bit stale. Guess what, man? I'm going to go back to DJing in this booby bar. I can do it. I can do it because I'm going to go in here. This is the biggest lie ever told by any Christian ever. I'm going to go work in the secular world, and I've had a buddy of mine do it. I'm going to go bartend again, and but I'm going to talk about God to these people. Guys, nobody believes that you love Jesus if you have booze on your breath. Sorry, but they don't. Nobody is going to believe anything you tell them unless they see. But mm, but they'll do what you say if they see what you do. I can stand in here all night long and tell you how much I love you and tell you how much God loves you, and you'll leave out of here not thinking about it. But you let me light a cigarette on the way out the door, and every one of you be talking to everybody in this church about it tomorrow. Y'all know Pastor Guns lit a cigarette on? Not, not that anybody in here really cares whether or not I smoke, but what I'm getting at is everybody wants to pay attention to the worldly things and not pay attention to the heavenly things. That's because that's what the world wants you to do. The devil wants you worried so much about whether or not that truck out there is going to crank to take you to work in the morning that you forget to pray before you go to bed. Oh, see, but yeah, yeah, Pastor, I did pray before I went to bed. I asked God to let that turn. No, you threw a wish list up to God. One reason why we changed the worship up around in here is because it doesn't say that you enter a house of preaching when you come to church. You enter a house of worship. We saw a need, we filled it. I believe 35, 40 minutes worth of worship, 10 minutes worth of preaching, y'all can go on home. Because if I can't get it through your head, by the time your hiney gets wore out, see, look, she done got wore out. She's running out of here now. (laughs) I was kidding about the smoking. (laughs) You know you're preaching something when they're running for the door or the bathroom. (laughs) I didn't see which way she went. Guys, 
we preach hard subjects because every subject is hard. Because all God is asking you to do is die to yourself. It's a rough thing to do. It's a rough thing to look at yourself in the mirror and say, flesh, what you need doesn't matter anymore. You try telling mine that. <laughs> tacos. It doesn't matter what you want. I said tacos. Kind of hard to die to my flesh when everything my flesh likes has got lemon or uh, onions and cilantro on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my wife says, you know, you got to kick some of these worldly habits. And I said, as long as you ain't talking about tacos, we're okay. I'm pretty sure y'all really think Jesus had with a loaf of bread? I'm telling you, man, he had a couple pieces of fish and had a couple of hundred tortillas, and he fed 5,000. Fish tacos. That's not the way it went at all, but I like to think that way. The same reason why I like to see my Jesus as a gentle soldier instead of a beat-up man that died on a cross. Every soldier that ever died for you died for you because he loved you. So where does that put Jesus when he died for all of us? When you tell God that you're not worthy of his love, you're telling him he killed his son for nothing. If I paid off every debt you had, and bought you a house, and put you up in a new car, and everything was just, every problem that you had, we solved right here, right now. How would you feel about me? Uh -huh. but, but here's what I'm going to tell you, and this is exactly how we do Jesus. Until you found out I only bought you one car instead of two. Because all you're going to ever want is more. Which is why I'm telling you right now, die to the world. Kill off your... God, oh God that sounds so bad when I say that because everybody's like, my pastor told me to kill myself. No, it's not at all what I said. Die to your flesh. How many people have ever been here, ever been to the... You can't go to the gyms I go because I, I go to them little $20 a month fat guy gyms where the only time you ever see anybody in there that's halfway in shape is during July and August, but from January to... August, it's all us fat guys in there who are trying to do what our wives told us to do for the new year. But you guys ever been in one of them hardcore, I mean, mirrors on every wall, no air conditioner, smells like a locker room, and everybody's in there, just, just they stand up there like this because their arms won't go down? Those guys have their flesh trained. And I'm telling you right now, I'd be more afraid of somebody who's full of the Holy Spirit than I am somebody that's full of all them muscles. I can cut them muscles up in little bitty pieces. But I can't go against the Word of God. Flesh dies. The Word of God's forever. This body, is, as much as I like it, as attached to it as I am, ain't going to be with me forever. Fix them problems on earth, folks. You ain't going to fix them in heaven. Because I hate to tell you this, ladies, but there's no drama in heaven. You can't yell at your husband. You're going to yell at your husband, yell at your husband before you go to heaven because you can't yell at your husband in heaven. Good news is, guys, is she's probably not going to know who you are in heaven. She's going to be too busy praising God. If, that, if you were supposed to worry about everything on this earth that you worry about, how come paradise doesn't have any of the stuff that we have?
Your reward is to shed this earth and go worship your Father forever. Come on, man. I live in a little bitty town, and this place is already too crowded for me. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to find me a little town to live in, like a little town, a little bitty town. If it's got more than 500 people in it, I don't know if I want to live there. <clears throat> but my reward for doing, guys, come on, we gotta, we're gonna, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're doing about three quarters of what God tells me to do because none of us is perfect. All of us wonder, was that really you, God? Was that really you? How many people ask, but, but seriously, how many of you ask that? You feel like God's telling you to do something, and you say, is that really you, God? Let me tell you how to discern the difference. Who does it benefit? <clears throat> if it makes you look good or brings you into the spotlight or makes you a ton of money, it's probably not God. If it helps your church and it feeds the homeless or it helps somebody else out there to get a hand up, it's probably God. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it is God. And all I got to say is you better do it. I have never been more miserable than when I didn't do what God told me to do. Because see, this is what I'm going to tell you, and this is what this is why I'm going to tell you that you can only serve one master, and this is why you keep looking for where what is what you're looking for. Does the Bible or does the Bible not say that Jesus that God knew us before we were ever even formed in the womb? I truly believe in my heart that our spirits have seen heaven. You're born. You go through a little bit of life, everybody's taking care of you, and then you get old enough to realize that you've got this hole through the middle of you about this big round. And ladies, you will fill it with everything in the world. You'll fill it with shoes. You'll fill it with shopping. You'll fill it with wine with the girls on Saturday afternoon. You'll fill it with drugs. You'll fill it with men. And what nobody ever bothered to tell you is you ain't got to have a man touch you to be a real woman. Guys, you will fill that hole with whores. You will fill it with dope. You will fill it with money. You will fill it with fighting. You will fill it with anger. You will fill it with cars. You will fill it with motorcycle. Motorcycles, I know. But what I'm telling you is your spirit, that hole you have in the middle of you, is your body yearning to be with the Father or your spirit yearning to be with the Father. I've never felt more whole than when I get up here behind this pulpit and do what God has called me to do. I don't need booze. I don't need violence. I don't need dope. I don't. I need my wife. I'm not going to say that. I don't need to go chase whores. I have what I need. I stand behind this pulpit, and what do I see? I see my family, who God gave me because he loves me, and I see my loving wife over there. God gave me everything that I would ever need to be successful in his kingdom. Maybe not in this world, but in his kingdom, uh, still, I'm nothing. This is the only thing I've ever, man, every time I ever had a job, all I, all I tried to do, all I strived for was to be the boss, to be the one, to be the man, to get into management, to do what I was wanting to do. And now, man, I'll scrub toilets in heaven. Just for a little piece of it, I'll pick up trash in the streets. But you know what my father's going to tell me? Get over here because there's no trash in these streets. Get over here because the toilets are forever clean in heaven. All you have to do is worship me. That's all I have to do here. I have to listen to what my father says and tell you what I feel like he told me. Your job is to check me. 
You don't think what I'm saying is true? Look it up. If I'm not right, if I'm not biblical, come see me. Because I need to talk into. There is a place in heaven set aside for the ones who struggle. There is a place in heaven set aside for those who have a hard time of it. Because here's the thing. God loves an overcomer. All you have to do is beat it, guys. And here's the thing I was having a problem with this afternoon, and I can tell you right now you're not alone. But I can tell you this. Please pray for your pastors because we feel alone. 27%. That's the number I want you guys to remember. You know what that is? That's the rate in which pastoral suicide climbed this year. 27% more pastors killed themselves during the COVID event than they did any other time. Tell me it's not of the devil. If it wasn't of the devil, they wouldn't have shut churches down. Not saying COVID ain't real. Don't, please, please, don't. Y'all do what you want to. You feel like you needed to go get shot, go get a shot. You feel like you need to wear a mask. Or you feel like you need to social distance. But I'm going to tell you right now, watching church on the internet is never going to get you what you need. This house, my wife said it today. Don't ignore the assembly. God's people need to be around God's people. So I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something right now. I don't care what you're suffering through. I don't care what you're going through. I mean, I do, but you ain't got to announce it to me. Here's the fact. I care so much about what you're going through that I'm fixing to give you an opportunity to get over it. My wife tells me all the time that I don't give enough time for altar calls during my services, so we're going to stop about five minutes early, and I'm going to open these altars up. But first, I'm going to explain to you what an altar is. An An altar is a dump. An altar is for you to gather up everything in your life that's not good for you and leave it right there and turn your back on you. How many people here know what repent truly means? It doesn't mean confess. It doesn't mean tell somebody what you did. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't even mean ask for forgiveness. You are to ask for forgiveness and then repent of your sins. That means turn around and go the complete opposite direction of Guys, it hurts because you are leaving behind some of the things that you thought loved you. You are leaving behind some of the things that you thought you couldn't live without. But I'm here to tell you right now, if I can live without them, you can live without them. Talking about a guy who's got a Jack Daniels bottle tattooed on his arm. I would go to a party, and I'm not going to give the devil enough credit to tell you my testimony, but I would go to a party and take a bottle of Jack Daniels and hit the top and it would fly across the room and I'd stick a straw in it. We're going to get it on tonight. And then later on, you was either getting hugged on by me or you was getting punched on by me. It just never, you never could tell. If I can do that and I can walk away from it, because I'm going to be honest with you, when I got saved and I rededicated my life, I never intended on quitting drinking. I still have a little bottle of Jameson in my house about like that because... Why not? I ain't drinking it. No matter of fact, I don't either. I gave it to somebody who needed to make a hot toddy when they had COVID or something. 
If God can take Peter and God can take Moses, come on, guys. Moses killed a guy. God can take Saul and turn him into Paul. If he can take Charlie and make him into who he is today and make him Pastor Charlie, come on, man, there's nothing in the world you can't accomplish if you just listen to what God has to give you. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. That, I'll be honest, man, I used to be a dope dealer. Now I'm a hope dealer. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was easier to sell dope. Let me give you something that's going to destroy your life. It's going to destroy your bank account. It's going to destroy your marriage. It's going to lose your kids. You're going to lose everything about you, and you would take it faster than you would if I told you God will save your eternal soul from burning in hell. It's because your flesh rules until you realize what this is about. This ain't just a piece of wood, and I'm going to quit tapping on that. Those of you who weren't here, what, about six years ago, babe? About seven years ago, I was preaching at the other church, and that thing was behind me. But it was hung up and over the top of it. It came up off of it, turned around, and landed on my head in one motion. I told God, no. <laughs> I know what happened to the last cat that that got put on. But here's what I'll tell you. If it meant, if I went through that and it meant one of you, one of you didn't have to burn in hell, I'd go through it all. Because here's the thing, my flesh doesn't matter. The worst thing in the world you can do to my flesh is kill it and my next breath's in heaven. Free shots. <laughs> Anybody got one? <laughs> so I'm going to, baby, come here and help me. I'll break one of them. I know I've seen me do it. I'm going to open these altars up. Because I can look out there and I can see your faces. And I know. I love her. God, I love her. Well, remember that next time she says, Can you help me carry groceries in? Nope, you need to exercise so you can move them altars. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Y'all didn't, didn't, didn't see what I did about five minutes after we got married. I was standing out in the lobby in here going, It burns! It burns! <laughs> so, back to all serious. Because I couldn't be more serious than what I am right now. Some of you are at a point in your life where you don't know which way to go. Some of you have been walking a path that you thought was right the whole time, and now you've kind of realized, man, I ain't really on the road. I'm kind of over here in the ditch. I'm going the right direction. I can see where I'm supposed to be going, but, man, this has been a bumpy ride. And then you look down and realize that you're not on the pavement. You're over in the ditch where you're having flats and you're having issues and you're having problems, and all that junk you chunked out of your flesh is just sitting in the medians, folks. Stay out of them. So I'm going to ask you all, shut, close your eyes. Bow your heads. There's people in here tonight that need to do some work. I am one of them. So I'm going to turn my headset off. I'm going to give it to my wife. And I'm going to go to war. 
And if anybody would like to join me, these altars are open. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.